Welcome to the Plague Hut. We've got episodes. Thanks for becoming a member. If you have topics you would like us to discuss, please let us know. Our email is info at myfavoriteplague.com. And now, let's check out this episode. Welcome to the first episode of our Members Only Podcast. Exciting. It is exciting, isn't it? Are you excited? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. You're going to be even more excited because today we are going to talk about the one, the only, the delightful Mary Beard. Yay. Mary Beard. So Mary Beard was in many ways the inspiration for this podcast and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about who she is if you haven't had the chance to bask in her loveliness. So, Mary Beard uh, was a professor. She is now retired. She was a professor of classics at the University of Cambridge. You can read her Wikipedia page if you feel so inclined. She has so many awards. She's a fellow of so many places. She's just accomplishments and accolades across the board. Um, we found her, like we found many things having to do with this podcast, when we were in deep COVID in the pandemic and we were trying to watch anything other than classic Hawaii Five O. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we did need a little variety. <clears throat> so... Todd, I think you were the one who found I, her. I, I, I had been reading uh, Roman history for a while. I was just kind of interested in Roman history. And uh, I saw, you know, it was one of those things, recommended Mary Beard. And it was, I think it was the one that I saw was was uh, Empire Without Limits was the first one. At the beginning, she's walking through the woods and she talks about the, the, uh, the myth of Romulus and Remus. It's four episodes. And... Uh, you know, before going into too much about how much she's engaging and she seems like she seems like someone that you could hang out with. She doesn't seem this very kind of, uh, uh, you know, highbrow academic. She She's very down to earth and she's so enthusiastic, you know. So Todd started watching them and then I started watching them with him and we were both very interested. We kept re-watching it. Sometimes... Honestly, we would sit there and say, what do you want to watch? And you do the thing where you get the remote and you scan through 40 minutes of stuff you decide you don't want to watch. And then we would look at each other and go, Mary Beard? Yeah. And and when, you know, uh, Elise, I was working at home, um, uh, in quotation marks, and... Uh, <laughs> Elise uh, would be at work and I would put it on his background, just kind of background noise, uh, because otherwise things are pretty silent. Um, and, uh, you know, it was always pleasant and you know wonderful. So we had decided to travel to Italy before the pandemic started, but we hadn't made any concrete plans. Well, then the pandemic started and I was working in healthcare, and I would carry around with me. <laughs> 
That was the dog sneezing. I would carry around with me this picture of a balcony in a hotel in Sorrento. And there were days when I really would just gaze at that picture thinking someday, someday. And that got me through a lot of it. But once we fell for a merry beard, we discovered that there were guided tours hosted by Mary Beard. And we thought, well, that's that's the ticket for us once this pandemic is over. And then there wasn't a tour uh, guided by Mary Beard. Yes. Um, she retired. And the pandemic went on a little bit longer than, what did they say at the beginning, two weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it went weeks. on a little bit longer than the two weeks that they had said. And Mary Beard stopped doing those guided tours, so we did miss that opportunity. But I had a whole two years to plan the trip to Italy. And we kept coming back to the Mary Beard uh, videos and watching them and looking at places to go. And we chose Sorrento because it was near Pompeii and... We did eventually, in May of 2022, get to Italy. And I would say it was one of the most magical times of our entire lives. Wouldn't you say that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to expound too much on that. It was, yeah. it was grand. And part of the reason that our trip went the way it went, besides the fact that Todd's really fun to travel with, is Mary Beard. And she inspired it. But along the way, she helped inspire this podcast because as we started watching her, she really got us into watching more things about history. It's, you know, and I think a lot of uh, it is her personality. Um, she is someone, you know, like I said, she's approachable. She isn't uh, a tough, as the Brits would say. And uh, and another thing that's really great about Mary Beard is that she doesn't, although she is enthusiastic and she does kind of, when she's talking about ancient Rome, she does kind of talk about the amazing achievements that they, that they made. I mean, she doesn't kind of, she does talk about them. And, but she doesn't gloss over the bad things that happen or the bad things that did happen. Um, she talks about the, the plight of the very poor and she talks about, um, she definitely talks about uh, the plight of women and how they really didn't have uh, a lot of rights, uh, et cetera, or especially poor women uh, didn't have a lot of rights in the Roman times. So she doesn't shy away from bad things that were happening or that, that children were, you know, that didn't really have childhoods. They were employed uh, usually from the age that they could, you know, work. Uh, so, you know, but she she makes it all so very interesting. Um yeah, uh, what else can you say? Uh, if you go to YouTube, there's several of her uh, shows. One's called Empire Without Limit. There's uh, the Julius Caesar. There's a Pompeii episode. There's uh, Empires Without Limits, I think, is four episodes. Uh, Meet the Romans is three episodes. There's one on Caligula. There's also one about art, forbidden art, that's really, really good. Uh she that isn't necessarily just about the history of Rome. She talks about a lot of art throughout the 20th century and uh, antiquity. Um, but the whole time she's a pleasant person and she has a 
she has a jolly attitude. She's not this dour person. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, it's something, and it's informative. And when I went there, there were so many times where I was walking around in Italy, saying, "Hey, wait." This is where she was talking about this, and this is where she was talking about that, you know. And I hate it that there was one thing she talked about, one of the earliest um, Roman uh, mementos of a war that they won is in the Forum. And I think I walked right by it, uh, of course. She said, she says in one of the documentaries, most people walk right by this. They don't know what it is. Well, I did that. (laughs) And I went back and watched it. I was like, I did walk right by it. To be fair, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to look at. There's a lot to go a lot. But uh, yeah, so it was fascinating. It's really something when you're walking around, you find this person so interesting and charming. Um, uh, She's the history teacher you've always wanted. And then you're there where she was is really it's really cool. It was a really great feeling to do that. I think the Forbidden Art series that you talk about is just the perfect example of what she brings to the discussion when you're watching her because it's a very thoughtful, multi-layered documentary about art that's been forbidden or pulled out of the public eye or been controversial in the public eye and what it says about the society that it's in and what it says about us. But at the end of the documentary, spoiler, uh, she talks about a statue of Edward Colston in Bristol. And Edward Colston was a slave trader. There is no mistaking that. He was absolutely a serious slave trader. And there was a statue up in the city to him in Bristol. And during the George Floyd riots, people gathered together and pulled the statue down. And so she has a number of discussions with different people. And again, it's not people shouting at each other to make a point or screaming or this is bad, this is good. But then at the same time, she questions herself. So finally toward the end, she goes to visit the pulled down statue and she looks at him and thinks, I, it says, I watched them pull down this statue on my phone and I felt a little bit of glee when they pulled it down. But then I have to ask myself, who made my phone that I'm watching this on? And do I really deserve to be so smug about a slave trader when I don't really want to look at who made my phone and what went into making this phone because I need this phone so badly? Yeah, her character shines through. You know, I've seen interviews with her and one of the things that and I've actually gone back and looked at some of the comments um, she is a, uh, older woman and, uh, she wears her hair long and it's gray. And there is not only does she have to fight with misogyny, which is out there, but she also has to fight with, uh, or have to, has to deal with, um, ageism and people, uh, you know, they, they attack just the way that she looks. Uh, and she, it doesn't seem to ruffle her feathers, um, which is is really great, you know. She's she's thoughtful. She's thinking about the the right things, and but she doesn't uh, she doesn't let it you know any of this stuff kind of get her down. She seems to have a real pleasant attitude. It's great. And it, yeah, I think that it's also encouraging to have someone. And she did. It wasn't just us. She did become something of a media celebrity through COVID, 
And I think it's not just that she's older, but she sometimes doesn't wear a bra. And she doesn't, she wears these crazy Converse shoes. Uh, All sorts of crazy tennis shoes, yeah. Yeah. And it's just not about appearance. It and, And most of the history shows that we watch, it's either an older, kind of stuffy academic or... Mr. Young, hip history guy with tattoos, and he's super good looking, and he's going to tell you, how did you word it, Todd? Like, when they always talk about the battles or whatever. Well, it's always something really dark, you know, it's like, this is where they burn the children, and this is where the, you know, this is where the revolution took place. 7,000 people were decapitated, you know, it's always (laughs) some kind of horrible Monty Python-esque situation um and she doesn't you know she doesn't do that she doesn't say that that doesn't exist she talks about plenty of uh plenty of the of the bad things as well as the good things but it never you never seem like it it doesn't she doesn't seem to just focus on the kind of dungeons and dragons aspect of of history and i think that that's a respect for her audience i think that she doesn't feel like she has to dumb it down or spice it up because she trusts that her audience is going to find it interesting. And we do. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's so, uh, it's just like talking to someone, the best party you've ever been to, the best conversation you've had at a party with someone. And she's just a dreamboat. <laughs> Ship of dreams. But because of her accessibility, I would say that that's really where she helped to inspire this podcast. When Todd and I started having conversations based on what we'd seen on Mary Beard, we started talking about ideas, talking about history, talking in the way that she sort of taught us to talk. What does it say about society? And that's the foundation of what we've done with this podcast is we are talking about the plague or we're talking about various plagues. But what we're really talking about is what does it say about us and not us as in everyone else, but us as in Todd and I as well, because we want to shine the light on ourselves as much as anyone else, just like Mary Beard does. Right, and we want to, you to know how great we are. Right. Well, duh. So there is one little tidbit about uh, Mary Beard that I think is really in, 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 uh, entertaining, I guess would be it's, the word. Yes, it's absolutely entertaining. And it, it's infotainment. It's inf- infotainment. There is a YouTube video where she debates Boris Johnson about which society is better, the Greeks or the Romans. And you can have your opinions about that however you want. But... There is a moment in the debate where she just does a straight up mic drop. Oh, well, yeah, Elise is talking about there's a part uh, she reads a quote from a book that Boris wrote about um about how, where he's claiming one of the greatest uh Roman uh authors has written the greatest Roman poetry and what it contributed to society. Um, and she reads it's a, a quote from his book, and then she hands it to him. <laughs> she hands him a copy of the book. She was like, "I suggest that you read it." And she's saying that to the audience, but she's kind of saying it to him too. Uh, he has a good laugh about it. You know, they're all. It's very. It's not a. It's not a 
like there's not a lot of uh, bad uh, vibes in the air. They, they they there's a you know it's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a really um, when you stand up and and you take a quote from the person that you're debating that uh, contributes to your point. That's really great. Uh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, that's what you get for debating an academic, I suppose. So, on our website, we have an influences section, and dead in the center of the influences section is a tribute to Mary Beard. And in there, you can see a link to one of her videos. If you hover over her picture, it can link you to a Guardian, an article in the Guardian called "The Cult of Mary Beard." Um, like I said, we are not alone. I really suggest <laughs> you um, research her because you will be rewarded. And if you have interest in the topics in this podcast, I promise you, you will have an interest in what she has to say. And her books are good, too, if you're, oh, if you're interested in we reading We didn't even talk about her books. Yeah, yeah, she's got a book about Pompeii. She's got a book just about Rome in general called uh, what's the Senate, SPQR, I think, The Senate and the People of Rome. She's got a book about, there are lots of them. She's got a book about just art in general and mm-hmm. art and antiquity, you know, whole 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 bunch of them. And, like, you know, you will see she's big feminist she is very staunchly liberal and she walks the walk and she talks the talk i think you will really find her great that is the end of our very first members only podcast Members only thank you very much Thank you for coming to the Plague Hut. We enjoyed having you. As a member, in addition to these episodes, you have access to posts, discussion boards, and all the cool resources we discover along the way. We really appreciate your support. Thank you, and have a lovely and plague-free day.